Hey, welcome to the One Life Podcast, where we talk about things from One Life Church, but ultimately things we think can relate to you and your one and only life. My name is Sarah Man. I'm one of the co-hosts of the One Life Podcast. I'm joined, as always, by a co-host of the One Life Podcast and our lead pastor, Brett Nicholson. And our lead pastor. That's, yeah. That was a good reminder that uh, that's in there somewhere. Yeah. Uh, that's why I need we'll to act start more pastorly. with, like... Yeah. co-host of the podcast because no i, I always enjoy that yeah, yeah. And, and, and i'm excited about trying to it looks like there may be an ability to get in on our end of the thing i don't know if people can tell but there's it's been hard to get a rhythm because of just different things that have been happening in life yeah. and it looks like that might be settling yeah we've done a few episodes here you know yeah. did you know that brett i next week i'll have uh, not been on staff for six months six months not crazy i did not know that this year's flying by this year is We're definitely flown month. by. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. It's weird. And I, I guess it was strange. like the end of December. So like that time is always kind of weird in general. Yeah. It's like holidays and stuff. So yeah. So when did you officially step out? <sighs> My last day here was December 12th, I think. Oh, it 13th. was in December. Oh, yeah. and it is. It's May. Let that be a lesson to everybody. <laughs> this is happening so fast. Your one and only life is slipping by pretty quick. Yeah. But hey, I said I still wanted to be here. Six That's, months still here. You did. You you pulled it off, and we're all very happy. About Everybody that. kept looking at me like you're not going to stick around. But yes, I am, guys. I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> she wasn't lying. That's good. <laughs> oh, yeah. uh, okay, so we're going to try something today because we, are try we something. came in and we had some ideas, and we decided we wanted to do some of those ideas later. So we thought we're just going to record something and see what happens. So, all right, everything wait. was set up, so we figured we might as well record something. That's right. Um. Yeah, but Brett, okay, so a couple things have happened recently. We'll just touch on them because we may go into more detail with them um, here in the next few weeks. One of them was Love Your Neighbor Day, and we did a podcast episode talking about the importance of not just being a part of building a great church, but building a great city. It's one of the values here at One Life. Um, can you talk a little bit about what that day was like for you? What it was like for me? Yeah. Yeah, and you were there, too. I, I was, mean, it yeah. Was, yeah, uh, it was... It was it was great because it did remind me of uh, city serve days, which we, we did. And that was, but I, there was a part of it. I liked a little bit better just because it was okay. I really liked the fact that, um, uh, the community one was running everything. Right. <laughs> there was nothing wrong with that at all. Cause in times past, and I talked to some one lifers about this cause everybody has said, man, I miss those. We need to do those. Well, one of the reasons we, we stopped, there was a few reasons, but one of the reasons was just the sheer, uh, workload of it to try to put that together and make it a good experience and an organized experience and was a really, really difficult thing to do for those who are in charge of doing that. And so Community One, when we just were able to show up uh, having to do nothing but just sign a paper and wear a T-shirt, yeah, that was that was great, and yeah. that that made me. So it, what it was like for me was, oh wow, this is great. Yeah, <laughs> just to point me where to go, and I get to go. And there was a big burden off uh, off my shoulders and others' uh, shoulders as well. So it started very positive in that sense, yeah. and it was very well organized, and I appreciated that. And people, and there were a lot of different jobs to do, and uh, simple to follow instructions and all that. So that that part was great. Yeah, and that's kind of a precursor to one of the conversations we want to have coming up is talking to some people from community one and talking about the importance of neighborhood revitalization work that they've been doing for years and continue to do. Um, and it really made a great impact in, you know, a specific neighborhood in Evansville, TP park neighborhood and, you know, been a part of just loving the neighbors, loving the city, you know, loving yeah. people, um, and loving their homes and loving just the blocks. And, uh, I really enjoyed walking from, we, we met at the TP park clubhouse and then we walked to where we were going, which was Bedford club, which is going to be, um, a collaborative kitchen for people trying to maybe start up um, 
uh, like a food truck business or maybe they want to open their right. own kitchen or things like that. And this is a place where they can kind of start and get a, uh, an opportunity to kind of affordably have a, an open kitchen. So it's going to be great. It's, it's got a lot of work left to do, but yeah. I, I finally got to see it. But as we were walking there, Merrick, who was uh, kind of guiding us for the day, just gave us like almost like a walking tour of some of the houses and oh, homes yeah. and areas in the neighborhood um, that different organizations have been a part of or just people that he knows have just been a part of like saying like, hey, we want to continue to improve um, just the investment in this area. And so it was really cool to just be a part of the day and also get to see some some of my one life friends that I don't get to see as much and then also just be a part of loving our city. Yeah, it was. And I and I can't stress enough that it was I think I, I've had a, um, a ringside seat to watching the whole um, journey uh, that Community One has taken and that the church has taken and talk about the city has gone on for over a decade now yeah. and a very active. Uh, I remember our catalyzing thing was when Evansville was voted one of the worst places to live or whatever right. and all that. And uh, that was kind of the, the target that we put on the wall and, 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 that's been stuck with. I mean, that's still going on. That conversation never, ever went away. It might have faded off in people's minds. But community, but you know, community one needed, and for Evansville were organizations that needed to be there to coordinate efforts because all people in churches typically want to do things like that. But again, just the, the sheer staying with it and organizing it and moving people and mobilizing people and doing meaningful things instead of just shallow things is a full-time job all right. to itself. And what I love is that now churches can support, come alongside, piggyback on what's going on. But what I loved is we showed up at the at the three houses, and they were at different phases of, of completion, which mm-hmm. was kind of neat. One was being finished out, one was being demoed, and one was being literally emptied of stuff. So it could be demoed. And I love that. And I know that when I walked away, it wasn't like, oh, my goodness, there's an awful lot of work to do, and we got to figure that out. It was being worked on, and that was going to continue. And when we go back for our serve days, and one of them's coming up this Saturday, is yeah. it, we, we're just continuing work that's already happening and kind of pushing that further along. So it's not a, on just one life's shoulders or any one church's shoulders. Yeah, I love that. And another reminder of, you know, that we are serving the city of Evansville, you know, and we it's always been a value of one life is to say we don't want to just build a great church, we want to build a great city, and that doesn't mean that we do that alone either. So it's a lot of opportunities oh, exactly, to yeah. serve alongside of the people, and um, it's always fun to just get to know people either of other churches or other organizations, and um, that's one of my favorite things about what I've been getting yeah. to do lately. So, um, okay, two other things, and then we have just a question we thought we'd discuss. One, yeah. your daughter got married. How was the whole... Like traveling. You didn't tell me that one was coming. Oh, sorry, <laughs> I just thought about okay. it. Oh, okay. Just yeah. kind of entered your head. She yeah. did. Yeah, yeah. You were talked about it on the episode that you were going to be going down to. That's true. Florida, I, so. Our whole family went down to Florida. Uh, her um, husband is from Orlando, and that's where their family lived, and that's where she's lived for a while. And so we all packed up and went down there. And it was funny to tell our grandsons they they were flying down there, but yeah. they were anticipating just going to Disney, which is where my son uh, <laughs> son now son in law works. Uh-huh. And uh, but there was a wedding in between then and going, <laughs> and then going to Disney, <laughs> which okay, let's just say it getting ready for weddings and rehearsals yeah. and all that kind of stuff is 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 kind of tedious. Yeah. I mean, let's just say it, it's okay, but I'm used to it, I've done a thousand of those things. But 
if you're a five year old, it's it's the most every hour equals like, you know, five hours. Yeah. And 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 all you know is you came down there to go to Disney or whatever. And so yeah. uh yeah, we bless their hearts, they did great because they were in the wedding, but they had to put up with a lot of tedium uh, to uh, to go through that whole experience. But and, it was great. It and was, they got to go great. to Disney. So you what now? And they got to go to they Disney. They did finally end up Good. get to go there. Yeah. Good. We were able to do that and, and uh it was a great family time. We had a we had a wonderful time and she she wanted us down there instead of going right away on their honeymoon. She just spent the time with the family oh. and, they, and then we went to the beach together and great. the kids got to see the beach for the very first time in their lives and that was a cool thing. And and the very first time they ever went to the beach and were in the water, mm-hmm. we did see a shark. What? That is that is very true. Oh my goodness. I saw it first and I was trying to signal everybody. They were about 50 yards away up on the beach. I kept pointing and signaling because I've been at the beach many, 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 many times. Never, ever, other than one little bitty one one time. But this was the full size, six foot long, Whoa. whole deal, swimming outside off the beach when my grandkids were in the water. But what was cool about it was they were just fascinated by it. And we were watching it. We were watching it do its thing. And, uh, you know, it didn't eat anybody or anything. Eventually it went away. But We hope not. But yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Article comes yeah, out. Yeah, and of course, later. my daughter was like, of all days, of all things, this is... <laughs> and I've been telling them, no, no sharks are really in the water. They don't ever come to the beach. And, well, they do. But, but it's like the kids didn't even think about it. They, play, they end up going back in the water and playing, which was maybe it cured them of the fear of it because it didn't look fearsome. It was just kind of swimming around out there. But we did see that. There's probably a thing, too, where it's like you don't think, like, they see sharks on... You know, TV or a very visual like yeah. um, uh, culture now, right? You know, we see things you know on streaming or YouTube or National Geographic, whatever, um, and they don't think about them like actually being things that could hurt you too. Like, and like some of us grew up, we see Jaws and we're like that's a shark or, or we're gonna die. Exactly, yeah, that's right. Um, but instead, we're like, oh, we respect these. Things. I don't know. It's just kind of interesting to think about. Okay, so then the other thing we had uh, Cameron Bertuzzi here. Uh, yes. A couple of weeks ago, and he he spoke uh, at One Life, and you can also watch that online. Uh, go to onelifechurch.org or just go search for One Life Church on YouTube. That's probably the best way to find the content. Uh, and then yeah. uh, just talking a little bit about um, that conversation, which I think will lead us to what our conversation is today, talking about how we're interacting with people in community. Um, and we think about explorers. We think about people who have um, checked out church uh, maybe for a long time and then took a couple years where they haven't been checking out church because you know yeah. our whole world has been different with uh, with COVID and the way that we've experienced community um, or maybe people who just are kind of exploring all of it and trying to figure that out but you know people one of the things we want to do at One Life is create a, a space where people can have conversation yeah. and explore some of these tough topics and so um, Cameron Bertuzzi came in talked about suffering Yes, and uh, again, Cameron was a connection through Braxton Hunter. I know you've heard him; he's been on the podcast a few times, and uh, and he is on the in the YouTube universe. I guess he's uh, his channel has like one hundred twenty thousand plus uh, subscribers, and he does. Uh, and I I would still recommend anyone go if they have interest in these things at all to go to Capturing Christianity, his YouTube channel, uh, because he I what I like about him is that he interviews people. I mean, it's it's. He does stuff himself, but he does interview, mm-hmm. and he has debates on there. He hosts he hosts people that have from very diverse points of view about a lot of different topics. Sometimes internal Christian topics, sometimes external to that. So that's why we wanted to have him and expose people to him, and I'm glad we did. Um, and and again, we're we're out to the goal is to create a culture and an environment where if you're a one lifer and you're familiar with one life, you just know we do stuff like that, and and it's 
you're used to it. You know, you can ask questions. Uh, I've heard that said surveys have even showed that, that kids who keep their faith over the long haul grow up in homes where they know they can ask questions or they went to churches where they know they could ask questions, mm. that it's a thing that's done. You, you can, it's, it's not shouted down. It's not, you know, you know, shut up and just believe kind of thing. And so that's why we feature that stuff. Uh, that's one of the main goals of it. It's, it's sometimes it's not even the topic itself. It's more just the culture. Um, I still got to figure out how to answer questions though. Cause we always get more questions than we're ever able to answer. Yeah. And we try to do that even here, but I still think it's different than on a Sunday morning. And I think that yeah. kind of leads to the topic that I thought would be kind of interesting for us right. to just discuss. And who knows, maybe no one will ever listen to this because we're like, well, we're not airing this one. Maybe but not. That's right. If you're listening so we to just it, say super off the great. wall things and yeah. it could become a bootleg deal where <laughs> Good. it exists, hands, yeah. but no one knows. Um, so thinking about that uh, as something where we think about Sundays as a space where most of the time that's where we think about church and the church gathering on a Sunday for right. worship, for an opportunity to gather for community, to learn together, to grow together, to grow in faith, to explore faith. Uh, to explore the idea of being in a faith community. One Life's always been about being a place that we say we're, we exist to help people who are far from God. And that's something we right. have also uh, often called people exploring. We call them explorers. And um, as an opportunity to just maybe be exploring faith or exploring the actual idea of just walking into a church. You know, as we look at, you know, the last two, two and a half years, I don't even know time anymore, um, the last few right, years. Yeah, whatever that is. Yeah. We think about, is that different? I guess that's the question I've been thinking. Like, is that do we see a shift happening there? And in the sense of really, when we were thinking about new people visiting our church, it was people exploring. And right. now I would say people that we would almost consider new, or maybe people who visited or were a part of our community for years, but then haven't been around for two years, mm-hmm. um, and they're almost new again. Uh, even though they're not, they know a lot of things and they've been a part of it. But it feels like a new experience. What's what's kind of the look like that been um, even for you from your perspective as you know being lead pastor and being on staff and um, have you noticed with other pastors that you've talked to like church exploring kind of just being different? Yeah, it, I, I guess one of the things that I've that I've noticed is that the experience from the pastoral seat from from my short read is it's been universal in the sense that most churches around I I was in a couple of events where I was able to talk to people from around the country. Yeah. And I've and I also interact with pastors during the week most weeks. Everybody had a very very similar experience as far as covid goes. Uh, and but nailing down what that experience actually was is hard to say because but it is a lot of guesswork because to your question the the bottom line is I don't know what's different. I'm trying to figure it out. That's why because the mentality around COVID has been very interesting. It's been, now there was a great fallout. I mean, we lost, I'd say, just in normal attendance, we lost over a third mm-hmm. of our average attendance, and we still to this time. Now I've also told you, I still see people or even interact with people nearly every week, even now that have said things like, "I'm back. I haven't been here in two years." And, and they finally feel safe to yeah. go out and back in public spaces again. And, uh, but I also know that there are some people that literally just rethought their lives and thought, well, is that Sunday morning thing for me? And then some people use it as an opportunity to check out. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and so, but I've also seen a third group that's kind of, I did that and I'm starting to see, and now I don't want to do that anymore. I'd rather be back. And so they're kind of, maybe that's the crowd you're talking about, yeah. the people that sort of evaluated life. I'm not doing that anymore, but I haven't done it for two years. I'm kind of 
I kind of miss it because I, I want to be a part of a larger thing. I want to be at a place where I know for a fact I'm going to walk in the room and there's going to be a bunch of people and I know mm-hmm. a lot of them and, and they care about me, they care about my family and all that sort of thing. And I think that's interesting because uh, as you were saying, a couple things popped up. So one, there was kind of this push for, we even tried a little bit to do like communities of people gathering together to experience church in a home together, you know, maybe watch one of our services together. We tried that, you know, early on. Um, right. One of our several dot great ideas. Hey, you know what? Everyone would try their best. Everybody you know? tried. We all tried and our best. Tried and, um, and, and, but even thinking about that, I think I've seen more and more people. And even in my own life, I think one of my things that I'm thankful for is I feel like a lot of the relationships that I do have past for, uh, through the past two years are stronger than they've ever been because it was a lot of like just spending right. time with a, a smaller group of people and you really did life with people um and in thinking about that like i've seen people say okay maybe i want to do this like kind of house church community right. or a community of people gathering together and i don't necessarily want to go to a you know established church building on a sunday but i think what you're even what you're saying there is like but some people have done that maybe for a couple years and they're like okay i can see why it's nice to go to a a building on a Sunday because you think about kids, like a place mm-hmm. for your kids to have a place to learn and grow and yep. you have your own space to learn and grow, you know, and, and, and your own, um, you know, service or just yeah. a space to learn and grow, maybe in a class or a group or a small group. Like those are things that are really hard to figure out. And Hey, you know, we've kind of been doing this for a little while. Right. Like there's some <laughs> things that, to learn. Yeah. Now, obviously there's more things that we can learn from. And I think we're going to continue to see a shift in culture in the next few years as people continue to, come out of whatever this, you know, last few years have taught us. But I don't know. Do you think about that? Like you, the people like we're kind of in this house church have been like, not saying this is all, all people, but people have tried that. Do you feel like that's different? Yeah. I, I was, I never got word that a lot of people were trying that. I had heard it, but I never felt like there was a groundswell because the reason I laughed at the idea was, well, there's a pretty obvious reason people didn't do that because it was still, well, if I'm not going to go into public space, why during a pandemic, yeah. why in the world would I go into someone else's house? Yeah. And we didn't, we weren't as sensitive to that as we probably could have been. But I'm sure there were people that did that. And but I haven't, but I personally haven't talked to people that did that and now are trying something else. Mm-hmm. My thing seems like just from my read was people who just had gone to church pretty steady on a Sunday morning and even served and did all that and just took it as. Um, I feel pretty good about yeah. not going on eleven, you know, eleven o'clock on a Sunday morning, or having most of my Sunday morning taken. And now I've taken the break from that, but now I'm back in because I did see something that is missing. Uh, but I also know that quite a few haven't, and so maybe that's. But I'm confident. I think you're going to see more of a return. But it's interesting. You said. It, it could be a return to house church kind of stuff, but I don't know I don't if know. people yeah. even know how to get that, that yeah. stuff. I think one of the reasons that the church as a building is I know I can go at a certain time and it's going to be there yeah. and people are going to be there as opposed to trying to figure out how to connect to a church. And it's has, like you said, you know, it's got kid, it's got a place for my kids. It's got a built in sort of thing that I can go in and be anonymous. I know some, I've done that mm-hmm. you sit in the back and kind of take it in. Or I can go full on in and I can interact with people and hang out and do all those things. So yeah. I think, you know, my perspective has obviously shifted in the last six months, which is weird. It's been six months still. We talked about that. But, it is, yeah. But you um, had a lot of time to think about <laughs> it. a lot of time to think about it. But, like, I love, and I've said this before on the podcast in the last few weeks, is is being able to just come to church. You know, I, I right. miss that experience of just being in community with people. And, you know, it is one of those things. It's almost emotional because you're like, man, 
you need that. Like you need a space to be just with people. Um, and sometimes that's just sitting next to them and worshiping and listening to teaching and then talking about it afterwards. Maybe you're going to lunch, maybe you're, um, then finding a space to serve on a Saturday, you know, out at, you know, a community event or things like that, but a space where you can continue to just be in community with people. And so I think that more and more, like I crave that. I think people are craving that they're craving an opportunity for that. And hopefully they're, they're looking, at a local church, whether that's here in Evansville or wherever you're mm-hmm. listening from right now. But so, okay, let me ask you a question. When we think about people far from God, it's kind of always been something that as right. one life we talk about that. When we think about this, uh, this group of people coming back, that's probably a large group of people that we're connecting with right now. Do you think there are still people far from God coming to church? Yeah, I, I, I think there are. And, and when I say far from God, I, I always just kind of, I, I think in my own definition, I just compare my own life, you know, pre-Jesus and post. It's the pre-Jesus version of me and the pre-Jesus version of my friends at, in my social circle at that mm-hmm. time, where the God thing was not exactly our highest priority. I mean, we weren't challenging one another to read our Bible or pray together, or any of that stuff. We were doing completely the opposite of most of that. So... I, I think there's always going to be a degree of that because there are people who live out in the world. Most people go ahead who are in that state. I'm not thinking about this stuff at all. I don't care. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I was maybe raised a Christian, but I'm out doing my own thing. Typically, people will show up. They go through a crisis. I mean, that's just kind of how it is. I mean, mm-hmm. I've, people I've had through the years. You know, my wife left me last night, or oh my gosh, I bottomed out. You know, I lost my job, or whatever. They'll, and they they'll reach for where they think they're going to find some kind of compassion or whatever else. So yeah. that's going to keep happening. But there is kind of a new group who, you know, bolt and, and maybe they weren't super involved, uh, but they were here, but they just kind of used the pandemic became a, a reason just to float out in life and not do this anymore. Mm-hmm. So I, I think if I'm understanding your question, right? Yeah. I think there's going to be a new class of people that kind of fall in that category. Like, and now I'm coming back mm-hmm. And I probably am far from God just in the sense that, gosh, I haven't thought about this stuff in a while, and I kind of miss it, actually. Um, and because, one, say what you want about church, the rhythm of it even keeps you on, just like anything else would. I mean, it, it, in, in other categories in your life, if, if you have a group of people that you meet to go work out with, that's going to keep you on that yeah. more so than just trying to keep your own. Maybe that's not the best example in the world, but I know there's categories in our lives that yeah. if you show up at a, a sporting league or you play cards with friends on a Friday night, if it's on a Friday night and it's, it's always routine. cards, yeah. it's a routine. It's when it's taken away, uh, that thing will fade off. And, and I think there will be people out there that kind of ache for that a little bit. Yeah. And I, I want to be sensitive. I don't think we're saying this at all, but I don't, I want to be sensitive to people who maybe haven't been in a church building as much the last few years, but maybe actually have grown in faith. I mean, I think that that's still yeah. possible. Um, but I still think that they're probably craving community more than ever to share what they've grown and learned with other people. Um, yeah, exactly. That's a good way to say it. That. Yeah. Cause so, I, I know I've got plenty of people that I know that, uh, would describe themselves as people of faith that do not wouldn't give you a dime for the church because mm-hmm. they've been hurt by it or and and I get those things but they're going they're going to have to or to move forward you have an expression somewhere of your of your faith like you said if you're in your Bible and you have wow that's really interesting I never saw yeah. that well I, I want to share it with somebody I want to experience it with somebody I want to I want to do something more than just my own little routine here unless yeah. you're an exceptional introvert. 
Which, like I am. So, I mean, <laughs> and I hang around with people all the time. So you just tell people about it on Sunday mornings, you know? Like That's right. Fun, I mean, so. you know, probably left to my own devices, I, I would be kind of the loner guy that would just kind of study about God and yeah. be fine. Yeah. I don't know. I just think it's a fascinating thing as we continue. Again, we'll probably get more and more. There'll be actual study and data out there talking about, you know, these people. Right. Um, I think Barna came out with, um, we had the Duns, the Nuns, and now it's the Ums. Have you heard this? No, I have not heard that. Uh-huh. The, what was the last one? The ums. The ums. It's like, you know, like I'm done with church. Okay. You know, I have no interest in church. I think it's the nuns, um, no faith. And then the ums are like, um. <laughs> okay. Like, All right. I, did not I, I go to before. church. But See, that was worth this episode been. right there. there. People know that. Um, the ums. And so I think that's kind of the name that we'll probably talk about. You oh, know, I people see. who okay. are exploring yeah. like, okay, I would, right. are you a part of church? Um, Yeah, I go to church. Yeah. But maybe they haven't been in six months. But they still consider themselves... Uh, part of a church and so i think that that's kind of fascinating and i think it's something interesting to continue exploring even conversations here on the podcast and people uh, as we talk about you know worship going into this fall and thinking about like what that even looks like for people uh, outside of a a sunday morning it doesn't have to be sunday morning but you know whatever a a faith gathering um yeah it's i think the pandemic kind of forced and in a good way it forced churches to think about what what church really does is and what it offers and what the, what are the important underlying principles there. Um, for me, I've never balked, I say never, I, I don't balk against the Sunday morning because I, I think it comes down to routine and it goes all the way back to the very, very beginning. The Lord's Day was invented by the uh, disciples because of Jesus' resurrection, but they, they chose to gather at this time mm-hmm. and that became a rhythm to life. That, but that's that's an underlying thing that's offered. Where if you do a house church, if they meet on Tuesday nights or Thursday mornings or whatever else, you want that rhythm in your life that just kind of keeps it there. Even when, like anything else, even when you don't like it necessarily or whatever else, when the time comes, there'll be a value to that. That you when it's taken away. See, that's to me. That's the thing the pandemic did. You, you had the experience of watching movies and stuff where. Mm-hmm during the pandemic and you see people hanging out in crowds yeah and it feels very awkward yes. like oh man like you can't do that <laughs> what are they doing what <laughs> don't they know yeah <laughs> and and i think it's the same effect it's just kind of like oh you can do that again now mm-hmm. you can actually go in a building and there's going to be a crowd of people and maybe i can get a little group of five or six people and stand around and talk about stuff we had a two-year experience where you really couldn't do that comfortably and yeah. feel settled into that and that's one of the things that church offers yeah it really does. I went to a conference a couple weeks ago, and I was—I didn't think about it until the second day. And I was sitting there, and I was like, I "Couldn't have done this two years ago, or even a year ago." You know, like oh, yeah. they didn't—they did it all online. And I was like, "This is just really interesting to think." Like, I, I think my brain almost has almost blocked out that time. Like, it didn't happen. Right. When I think about last year, I think of 2019 almost, rather yeah. than thinking about 21 and 22. And I think that's going to be interesting to like study our minds and brains and you know sociological yeah. patterns in the next few years and then also just within church but yeah i i would love to hear you know we we give i even forget where you can write us to i would yeah. love to hear if there's anybody kind of who has been on a journey of some kind during this and maybe you just dropped out altogether maybe you watched a little bit online or were very steady with it or whatever but just what was your mentality going through the entire experience because uh, uh, i would love because i don't 
I listen to people and, and I don't pick up any real hardcore patterns yet. Uh, everybody kind of had a different experience because everybody responded to the pandemic differently as sure. well. There was some that were very much, I am staying in my house and I'm not going anywhere without, you know, three masks on and I'm, cause I'm very right. concerned. Uh, there were other people where there were just the opposite and almost kind of blew it off and everything in between. Yeah. And so what was the experience like trying to deal with the church question? Did you drop out and not want to come back? You know, are you, are you still kind of satisfied with that? You know, it would be, I, I would love to hear that. I would love to hear that too. Yeah, you can e- email yeah. us at podcast at onelifechurch.org. Again, podcast at onelifechurch.org. Um, so I knew there was something. I didn't know yeah. what it was. <laughs> <laughs> um, that <laughs> comes to us in email. And, you know, we, we can totally keep that anonymous if you want us to keep it anonymous. Or, uh, but it's just interesting for us to, to learn and explore. And that's what the whole point of the podcast has always been, to be able to have some more conversation and, and go a little bit deeper into some of these topics. So. Yeah, and learning how to serve people and, uh, to, to where they have come to. I mean, maybe they did come to the conclusion that ah, going to that building on a Sunday morning really wasn't something I need to add back into my life, but yeah. is there something that the church could provide that would help you in wherever you happen to be right now, uh, whether it's in a small group environment, house church environment or whatever else. Yeah. It's those kinds of all, because the reality has changed. And I think because it was two full years and still is residual effects, it's probably going to be a very much, the reality is not going to be the same going forward. Um, and yeah, and next year we may have a totally another conversation, you know, not, not hopefully not yeah, for pandemic yeah. reasons, but more just for like, as we continue to figure out what that looks like in a younger generation, I was thinking about that. Like we've always tried to focus on a, the next generation at one life yeah. and like, man, what is their experience of life? How are they going to take that into the church? Like that's going to be really fascinating to watch. Yeah, it is. Absolutely. And we're, we're, the plan is to open up to that and, and invite more and more younger generation to the table. There was a younger person downstairs at my, my old desk today. That's right. Yeah. That, yeah, that started. It's, it's like here. She was like 22. I know. <laughs> Sit in your chair. <laughs> I, okay. I have to tell you this and this is just, right. this is an added bonus for everyone on the podcast. So right. I, I went to a uh, church with my mom yesterday at, at her church and and they did like a up on the screen. They showed pictures because I guess on that Saturday they'd done like a child dedication. So they showed all the pictures of the families and their children. Right. And every picture I was like, "That's a child having children. That's kids having kids. Like they all look so young to me. Like oh, that's all funny. these people look You're so young." You're at that stage where everybody looks twelve. <laughs> yes, they all look so young, and I'm like, I know they're probably mid twenties. And oh yeah, you know, yeah. we always joke about how old am I? I'm in my late thirties. Okay. We'll just okay. say that. <laughs> and so like, I'm just looking at this and I'm like, Oh my gosh. But, and I mentioned that to Natalie and she was like, well, yeah, these are probably some of your students, you know, from a oh, few absolutely. years ago. I'm like, you oh better my believe gosh, it. Yeah. it so, oh yeah. Um, Grace Higgins was at church a couple weeks ago. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Okay. And, uh, she came up to me and she's like, yeah, I'm going to be a senior. And I'm like, what? Already? Yeah. We just had her on the podcast like last year, right? I know. No. It felt, yeah, that's exactly right. It Three felt like she ago. just, just so. left for that, all that. Yep. You know? Yeah, that's how it works. That's there right. You and you've been out six months. Six from months. One life. Yep. It all went quick. I'm just from staff. I still attend One Life. Uh, yes. I do we, want to say thank you to all the people who have sent me messages saying they miss me at One Life. I still attend One Life. I just go to the <laughs> West Campus. Um, so I'm still that part They of the saw team. your face nearly every Sunday for a long time. I did have consistent. someone uh, I met on uh, uh, Love Your Neighbor Day and said, hey, you do the videos. I'm like, oh, I don't need more. Like, you don't? I'm like, no, not for a few months. But they did, yeah, they, yeah, when they didn't know, they're, yeah. I think people yeah. notice. They're just like, oh, it just feels like it hasn't been that long, you know, so. Yeah, I was talking to my mom this morning, and she said when she starts noticing that someone's not there, mm. she just assumes they're at one of the other sites. 
Well, I'm glad to know <laughs> Which that. Which is, uh, that, yeah, and so she just assumed that. And I was able to report to those those who were at other sites and those who were not. Oh, yeah, sure. <laughs> well, I don't know, Brett, this is kind of fun. We just it was fun. That's had right. a conversation. That's right. I feel like it's yeah. just turned into an, a time for you and I to just hang out right. <laughs> every couple of weeks, just catch up right. on life. So. Yep, yep. Uh, uh, good enough man. for me. That's right. Mm-hmm. i got to keep track of you. I don't know which color I pressed last yeah. time. Let's, let's try okay. this one. Oh, well, that's a different one, but it's it different orange. music. Oh, <laughs> I should have asked you. Um, all right. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you for hanging out. Again, we're going to have some more conversations coming up where we want to um, interview some other people because Brad and I like talking, but there's other people that talk to as well. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, we'll do that. Yeah. But again, you know, just let us know what your experience has been like uh, in the last few years when it comes to interacting with people um, in a church setting or in a faith setting or just what community has looked like for you and what it's continuing to look like for you. In the future, again, you can email us at podcast at onelifechurch.org. Um, and as always, you can you know rate the podcast. You can uh, tell us you love it, tell us you don't like it. That's fine. Just let us know. We'd love to hear more about uh, how this conversation is shaping up in your own life. So thank you so much for listening. Brett, good to see you. Great to see you, Sarah. See you guys next time. Great to see you.